0: They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
1: everyone. It's great to see you. Today we're thinking about being church and that means being engaged with God and with his people. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2 verses 45 to 46 which are our two verses for today. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and broke bread together in their homes. Being church means being involved, being engaged, taking our place in the body of Christ, being engaged. I wonder if you've ever found yourself happily being engaged in something that you really didn't see coming. There's a great story that I love from 1968 when a scientist by the name of Spencer Silver was trying to develop a really strong adhesive almost uh, by mistake as he struggled to do that he found that he developed something which was a, a glue light to the touch that could be peeled apart. He was a bit frustrated about trying to find a use for this product when he discovered that another employee um, had his own frustration. This man um, had been um, singing in a church choir and in order to keep his place in the hymn book, he used to stick bits of paper inside it in order to, to be not losing his place and uh, he was getting fed up because he kept losing the bits of paper and then uh, missing out, I guess, on the next song, uh, when um, Spencer told him, you want to try this, here's a great idea. And what Spencer had actually developed was the humble post-it note. From very simple beginnings, we know that this the post-it notes became a household name didn't they um you can find them in virtual form nowadays but they would be very commonplace uh, within our society i just love that story almost like they they kind of stumbled across something uh, because they were engaging uh, to try and find a solution and and they ended up with something that they really didn't see coming but that went really big In the story of the early church, the disciples uh, didn't see what was coming either. They didn't think that they were starting a new religion. They were simply Jewish people who discovered that the Messiah, Jesus, had come. He'd come and he'd filled them with his life and power. And they just knew that they wanted to be part of this move of God that was going on. They didn't see it coming and yet they desired to be engaged with it. Now, a move of God and being the church at that stage wasn't about being part of an organisation that had been dreamed up or a system or a programme. Although there's no question that God inspires all kinds of creative ways for us to organise ourselves in order to fulfil his mission on earth very simply god is on the move his kingdom is a living organism it grows it evolves it shapes by as the holy spirit leads and as we seek to respond with him to the challenges of each generation that exist as we go being church essentially is about engaging with the life of our creator himself it is about God on the move let's go right back to where it all began to the story of the early church in Acts 2 42 to 47 the background is that in AD 30 Jesus dies is raised The Holy Spirit is poured out at Pentecost upon the believers that were waiting in Jerusalem. And they were waiting there during a season when the city was cramped out full of visitors for this particular feast. Jerusalem was the place where it all started, but it wasn't by chance. Prophetically, Jesus said to his disciples in Acts 1 You will receive power when you wait there in Jerusalem and you will be my witnesses first of all in Jerusalem in AD 30, then in Judea, that happened in AD 40, then in Samaria AD 50 and to the ends of the earth, that would have meant to them to the known Roman world and within 50 years of the birth of the church God's word, the gospel, the move of God started to touch some of those places. So Jesus had prophesied this move of God and being in Jerusalem was also a strategic plan of God. Jerusalem was at the crossroads, an intersection for trade routes between Egypt and Arabia. It would have been a very bustling thriving hub city a key city for that part of the world also we know that roman roads had been built and it had become easier to travel than ever before 400 years previously those road networks were beginning to evolve so, when in AD 70 the temple was destroyed in Jerusalem and part of Jerusalem with it, the gospel seeds were blown north, south, east, and west as the believers scattered with the power and presence of God with them and the good news of Jesus was carried. It wasn't a mistake, it was the move of God. Being church means engaging with the move of God in verse verse 46 of Acts chapter 2 it says every day they continued the believers to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread together in each other's homes this is how the early church engaged with the move of God and it was strategic and purposeful first of all they met in the temple In the temple each day, offerings were given, sacrifices were made both in the morning and the evening. People gathered there for prayer corporately in a large number. A priestly blessing would have been prayed over the people. The temple was huge and the number of people that met there was a huge number. And it was a reminder, that huge space with people gathered around the purpose of God, that God is a transcendent God, God who surpasses the ordinary, God who's beyond compare, who's higher than our minds can possibly conceive and who is so worthy of our worship. He is awesome. And as those believers daily went to the temple here was a reminder to the jews who visited there that they lived their lives in the gaze and for the gaze of the one who was greater than it all they aligned their hearts with him so there's great purpose in them gathering together in the large it's not like going to be in queue there is something other going on than just people gathering in the same space We're also told that they gathered together in their homes. This was a very different experience in God's presence. They were there in each other's homes, listening to the apostles' teaching, hearing the stories of Jesus. They shared testimony of what God was doing, the signs and wonders that were happening in their midst. They broke bread together. They prayed together for each other and for the world in which they lived. This was a shift for these Jewish people because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus and Pentecost the presence of God wasn't only found in the temple in that big place where God is seen as transcendent but now they were the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 says don't you know That you are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God. The same power and presence that was experienced in the transcendent place of the temple now was with them and in them. God was imminent. God had become God with us, working with us, God in us. And so consequently, because of God with them and in them, Holy Spirit gifts were being experienced, they were being filled, they met each other's needs, they prayed together and things happened all under the unction of the presence of God who is both transcendent and imminent. This way of, of understanding church in the large and the small has sometimes been described as the two winged church imagine a bird for a moment with those two wings and then imagine that only one of the wings is is, is in operation as hard as that bird flaps its wings it's only ever going to manage to go round in circles but if the bird wants to get off on on fly Both wings are needed and as both wings are in operation so the bird rises and there is movement and there is beauty. So with the church, the church exists in this two-winged form meeting together in the large and in the small. There are some things that we do, we experience when we gather together on a Sunday that we could not do in someone's living room. You couldn't have the full worship band gathered in the corner of your living room. Kids ministry happens, preaching of the word happens, serving opportunities are available and we're reminded that we're more than the sum of our parts when we gather together on a Sunday. Gathering in each homes as well, whether in person or um, virtually means that here is a place where we can ask our questions, where everybody has something to bring, where we're like iron, sharpening iron, where we can share our prayer needs in a very safe environment, where we can get to know each other and support each other well in our Christian journey and where we can launch out on spiritual gifts and find our voice in prayer, encourage the new believer and be encouraged for those of us who've been um, walking this Christian journey uh, longer, you know, stirred again with freshness and newness of life, in him this is a two-wing church and it was god's plan all along i'm reminded that this is this has been so important in sustaining the move of god throughout the centuries and centuries that the church has been um been going in uh, ad 30 pentecost came and as i've already said by 70 ad the temple and much of jerusalem was destroyed and there was the dispersing of God's people and on the face of it, with the destruction of the temple, if there'd only been temple worship, then there would have been a quashing of this, uh, this move of God. And yet, because they met together in the small, they could continue as they dispersed, meeting in people's homes, sharing the truth of, pe- of Jesus, inviting new people into that environment. Church in the large and the small is more than a system. It's about being able to sustain the move of God as Jesus promised, so that the church, the kingdom, continues to grow. As a result of those first seeds of the early church, now here on Earth, there are somewhere between two point five and three billion people on this planet who who um, who pr- profess Jesus as their Lord I would say that's a significant move of God throughout those years and as we look at stories where there have been particular moves of God where there have been revivals we see these two components of meeting in the large and meeting in the small as being like crucibles in which the Holy Spirit blows and moves and uh, continues to uh, build his church in our own bit of turf in ad 1859 to 1861 in this nation of scotland there was a significant move of god people met in each other's homes to pray for our nation central gatherings were held where testimony could be given where the word of god could be preached and where people could be called to receive Jesus in that place and in one year in our nation of Scotland church membership representing those who'd come to be disciples of Jesus church membership rose by 10 percent we're talking tens of thousands of people that were impacted by the move of God Here's a lovely example from a Hamilton newspaper in 1860. The newspaper writer says, It is most remarkable the the numbers that are engaged in prayer meetings in every district of Hamilton. Many are stricken as a result to the heart because of these prayers. On one very wet evening, a man who was on his way to a prayer meeting Uh, heard a voice from, from behind a hedge he stopped and he found there three lads huddled under an umbrella together crying out to God to come into their lives and so he was placed to lead them to Jesus don't you just love that story that God was on the move working in the small and in the large The church in China has seen unprecedented growth in the last 70 years. In 1949 there were 4 million Christians recorded in China and even though there has been persecution the move of God has not been quashed. They've met in each other's homes in small gatherings and continue to speak out the name of Jesus and today there are upwards of 97 million people in China who know the love of Jesus as a result. Two years ago I met with a church leader who travelled to visit a church to what in one of the key cities in South America. It was a Wednesday evening and he was meeting in the in the pastor's home when all of a sudden he heard the sound of fireworks going off, loud bangs, really loud. And, and he said to his friend, is there some kind of festival going off in the city this evening? He said, come and have a look out the window. So they went and had a look at these fireworks all across the city. What's happening out there? Well, said the pastor, There are new small groups being launched this evening that are formed by the people that are coming to know Jesus, new Christians in this city and it's become our practice to celebrate the birth of a new group by encouraging them to let off the fireworks and so those fireworks are a reminder to all of us that our God is on the move. All across the city and wouldn't you just say God in our city in our time let's hear the fireworks let's hear the move of God as a result of you God as we meet together in the large and in the small when we talk about a move of God it can sound very grand very sensational very maybe out of reach for us But there are some principles that position us really well so that God can do more through us and they're very simple being church means engaging through good habits in verse 42 of Acts 2 42 it says there every day they met in the temple courts every day they met in each other's homes in other words These new believers were discovering that there were good habits that were part of their rhythm of life that meant that they were able to continue to see God move. They had good habits. Habits are embodied behaviour, they're patient reflexes. It's been said that breakthrough moments are often the result of previous actions That quietly, undetected, build up the potential of major change. These young Christians were learning what it meant, the importance of having regular habits that sew into all that God wants to do. In the Jewish tradition, those habits would have been temple and Torah, temple and God's word, for the early church, some of those foundational habits together were about keeping the Sabbath. They were about worshipping the Lord together in the temple and they were about gathering in each other's homes. Why was this important to their life together? Well, good habits, God habits, are, have life-giving power. And when we take part in good habits, we are in effect engaging with what God is doing and what God wants to do. On Sundays, we're living in unprecedented times and we have had a season where we haven't been able to gather in person on a Sunday. But we are able to meet together now and our habits enable and um, enact message they say I really believe in something so our habit of meeting together on Sunday speaks loudly to other people it says what I do with other Christians on a Sunday in coming to worship is priority because Jesus is Lord Jesus is my priority and I choose this over a number of other things that I could be doing today that habit also speaks loudly to God it says God as I come here to worship on Sunday I want you to know you have first place in my life I'm serious about you and I'm so sure that God loves that kind of heart sincerity another habit was meeting in small groups life groups We as a church are seeking to make room for as many people as possible to be able to engage with God and each other midweek to encourage each other in our discipleship. I'd encourage you if you're not already in a small group to sign up on the website and we're going to do everything that we possibly can to make groups available. I want to make sure that we always have space for new people to come. We have to make space for a move of God. I was reminded of this a few years ago when, as part of another church, a man came to speak to us and he said, "Um, I just felt I needed to come and talk to you because I sensed that the Lord wanted just to say something. It was this, a very simple question. What would you do if I gave you 50 new people? that question set us thinking. It set us talking. What would we do if God sent us 50 new people? Would we know how to teach them how to grow in God? Would we know how to support and encourage them and to keep them going and help them to join in on this move of God? For us as a church, we felt at that time that the right thing to do then was to continue to, uh, to grow our small group network. And over time, we decided to run alpha um, in each of those small groups where people could invite their friends to come, which was very exciting. And some of our friends came too. On the alpha away day, you won't be surprised to learn then that the numbers in attendance at the alpha away day as a result of that were 53. God knew that we were ready, we were ready to answer that question for him. And that habit of meeting together made it possible for God to continue to move in our midst in an extraordinary way. Being church also means engaging by serving each other. Verse 45 of Acts 2 says, They sold possessions and gave to everyone who was in need. The context for this, well, who were these people that had gathered together as this early church? Well, some were from Galilee and they'd gathered in Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost and had stayed. They'd abandoned their livelihood in order to get in on what God was doing some of the people there were subsequent converts to Peter's message, some of those people had had cried out what must I do to be saved when they heard the message and so they were part of the number that was being added daily of those who were being saved and we don't know how long these people stayed in Jerusalem but what we do know was that they were held there by the inter. Um, the intimacy and intensity of the fellowship that they were enjoying and being a part of some some would have stayed and some would have returned for sure so this thing about people selling their possessions so that people uh, everybody had their needs met was a little bit more than buying a packet of sandwiches because verse 44 tells us all the believers had everything in common uh, the, the participant on this reads that they kept on having everything in common. They they um they had a heart habit, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and so as a result of that, they felt a sense of responsibility towards meeting each other's needs. As a church, we have a responsibility to look out for each other and to sew in. To each other. I love, we've only been here three months, and I've picked up on so many ways in which we as a church look out for each other here at Harvest. It's a beautiful demonstration of God's love. Meals provided for those who need it in a a time of crisis, prayer requests, stories of gifts being given quietly, words of scripture being sent, some even being painted on beautiful pictures. How wonderful! that by the power working in us, we are people who are engaging by serving each other in looking out for each other's needs. We also sow into each other and I want to take a moment just to honour those who serve this body. First of all, those who serve on a Sunday, I want to honour those on setup team, those on worship team, media team, Welcome team, soon to be kids team and youth and young adults, hospitality team, and I may have forgotten a few, but people often who come early so that we are ready to worship. We honour you today. Those who serve midweek as part of this church family, the community team who serve beyond the church through serving in kids club and food bank and the community cafe, the care team who visit the sick and provide for practical needs, life group leaders, women's ministry, staff and elders, finance team, and I may have forgotten some, but forgive me because I haven't been around here that long, but we honour you. Perhaps, people of God, we might just like to take a moment this week to encourage one of those people by dropping them a note to thank them for the way in which they serve. We know from scripture that when we serve each other we get a lot of pleasure out of doing so and as we do we are really serving Christ. Here's a great way in which you can serve. This coming Saturday the 16th of October between 10 and 12 we're going to be gathering at the Key Street building for our first church cleanup we're going to be prepping some fences and weeding the grounds and uh, I really encourage you to come and serve in this way and join in what God is doing and then on Vision Sunday on the 28th of November this is not to be missed we really encourage you to come and hear more about the direction we're sensing from God that is taking us Uh, more into engaging into his purposes through Harvest Church. Would you pray in this season for our leaders and elders, our deacons and our ministry leaders who've already met in groups uh, to pray and to think about where God wants to take us and they will continue to help to shape the direction of this year ahead. Being church means being engaged with each other, with church life and with all that God is doing for our God is on the moon. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna miss out on anything that God is up to with us in this next season. Well, as we conclude our time together just now, um, we're gonna go right back to the heart and the heart is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And we're gonna break some b- break bread together And so uh, as you listen online, you might just want to pause and go and grab some bread and juice so that you're able to participate um, in this part. We turn together to Matthew chapter 26, verse 26, words of Jesus. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to the disciples saying, take, eat this is my body so eat the bread with glad and sincere hearts Jesus we thank you we thank you that your body was broken in order that I might be forgiven I might receive your grace I bless you and I thank you for all that you've done to pay the price for my salvation just now I thank you for your forgiveness And Lord Jesus, would you show me anybody that you would like me to to forgive or to begin a journey towards forgiveness too? I thank you, Father, that your grace was poured out into my life and into the lives of others through me because of you. Now we take the drink. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So we take the drink just now. Jesus, we thank you so much that your lifeblood was poured out for us. We thank you, Jesus, for the grace that we've received for forgiveness and freedom, for the truth that we're saved for all eternity, that you brought us into your body, that we take our place in your purpose for this world. We thank you, Father God, for Calvary. And just now, we're reminded that it's by your stripes that we are healed. So for anyone who's unwell in body, mind or spirit at the moment, Jesus, we thank you for your blood that heals us. And we pray for healing to flow just now in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless you and we thank you, Jesus. We pray that by your power, you'll send us out into the week as part of the great move of God and all that you're doing through us in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
0: Hi there, I'm David and I'm the senior pastor here at Harvest Church. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this message with us today. Uh, It means a lot to us and we hope that you found yourself inspired, informed and encouraged in every way. Harvest Meets is a church every Sunday in Hamilton in Central Scotland and if you're nearby or passing by, we would love for you to join us to experience the whole worship gathering in person. If you can make it, we would love to meet you. If not, we will be right here on YouTube and I hope that you'll come back next week for the next part in this series. In the meantime, if there is any way that I or team here at Harvest can serve you, please drop us an email at info at harvesthamilton.org.uk or get in touch via the contact page on our website, where you'll we also find live links to our social media. So, till next time, thank you so much for joining us.